The EDSO podcast is back with another episode. Today, tackling the ambitious plan of the European Union to make Europe's industry a competitive global player. I'm talking about the Net Zero Industry Act, of course. This is Anita, Policy Officer at EDSO and hosting today Massimo Michilini, Senior Vice President and Head of Energy and Climate at Fleischmann Hillard EU. Hi Massimo, thank you for being here today. Thanks for the invitation, Anita. It's a pleasure. As I just said, today we're going to talk about the Net Zero Industry Act, which is actually part of the Green Deal Industrial Plan, something that has been announced for the first time by Commission President Ursula von der Leyen at the World Economic Forum in Davos in January of this year, 2023. It took them only a few months to publish the actual Net Zero Industry Act or the first proposal. Precisely, this was on March 16. And yes, the idea is to set the stage for a climate neutral and clean economy and to recalibrate our current energy system by developing a net zero technology sector together with high quality workforce and in the end generate economic growth. In other words, this action plan envisions to strengthen the European manufacturing capacities of the net zero technologies, a list that we will discuss together with Max in a few minutes. And yes, in the end, this will help to overcome barriers to scaling up the manufacturing capacities in Europe. Global competition, especially from the United States, but also from China, is increasingly putting pressure on the European Union to attract investments to remain within Europe. For us, or for our members, the distribution system operators all over Europe, this initiative is viewed as a massive opportunity to spur the green industry and formulate a holistic and long-term strategy that will provide the needed and dedicated financial and regulatory support to address the current but also future global challenges. Massimo, you've been following the discussion around the Net Zero Industry Act very closely. Could you give us in a few words an idea about what potential you see in the act to boost the Net Zero Industry in Europe, which will lead to manufacturing capacity staying within our borders and to create a European marketplace for Net Zero technologies that then will make the European Union competitive? Thank you. Thank you, um, Anita, for, for the invitation. Thank you to your organization, EDSO, and, and everybody that is behind this podcast. Look, uh, the short answer is that the NZIA proposal, Net Zero Industry Act, uh, that we have seen from the Commission, is pretty limited on the impact. We need to bear in mind that the European Commission put together this act very fast, which is positive. To react mainly to the uh, U.S. ambition to lead the global tech race with this mega fiscal program called Inflation Reduction Act. Now, our NZIA is a reactive proposal after all. And I tend to say that reactions are normally measured by the trigger and not necessarily by the goal and means of the legislative proposal itself. I think it was a very difficult political and technical exercise for commissioner and commissioners to select all these technologies and put it in a list. However, back to your question, I think this list remains a naked list of technologies without clear definitions of their value chains mm -hmm. and how Europe may reinforce its role from upstream 
to downstream per technology. I think there is a first an issue of exhaustiveness of the list. We, we, we can hear you know, uh, complaints about is it the right list or not? Are we including all the sustainable sectors, all the economic ecosystems around the sectors? This is a valid question. But there is also a question about how we will kickstart the EU manufacturing from technologies that are already dominated by other economic powers. But I mean, I think NZIA is a proposal that tries to regulate change and build stronger EU markets technologies by a regulation. So the 40% targets can look very promising, but the reality is that investors and innovators in different industries, including yours, will need to see the incentives to make sure that the business plans can endorse the opportunity in Europe and see the single market as attractive as all the regions of the world. Talking about exhaustiveness, we at ADSO believe, or we, we at ADSO welcome the inclusion of grid technologies, but as you mentioned as well, we miss the proper definition. Grid technologies are essential to enable the enormous reinforcement and expansion of the physical infrastructure, both at the transmission and the distribution level, not to mention the long-term investment needs to meet the 40% indicative target you just referred to as well. So what is your take on, on this? Well, first of all, it's reassuring that at least the grid technologies are included in the list. So that shows direction. But I, I tend to believe that it might be even better to define a specific framework for grids. And why I'm saying this, because when you look at the figures and the numbers that you need to reinforce and expand the grids at national level, European level, it's so massive. Thinking that having a, an industrial act where you have at least 10, 15 technologies that they will be able to increase their manufacturing potential in European soil by connecting existing funding and improving permitting, I think is rather limited. I tend to believe that this should be a, a topic for the next uh, mandate where there is no doubt that we will be facing an infrastructure problem where we see that if Repower EU is going to be implemented plus the Renewable Directive, if it's adopted at some point, <laughs> uh, Europe will move into a fast-paced uh, renewable electrification uh, all over the continent. We will have plenty of uh, bottlenecks and we will also need a massive energy storage. So Net Zero Industry Act is a reaction to the clean tech race that the US has accelerated through IRA, but NCIA is not necessarily a grid plan. Grids no. technologies are part of it, but it's not a grid plan, which in a way can also undermine the idea that with this and some support, we won't have an infrastructure crisis. And I think that is a that is a risk. But isn't there a need to act now? What about the need to start setting incentives in the files that we are discussing now? We hear very often that this should be tackled in the future separately. And of, of course, we agree with that. We agree to have a dedicated legislation for grids, though, shouldn't we 
use the chance to integrate it in ongoing discussions and then follow up with a dedicated framework that is building on the initiatives that we have set in stone earlier. Uh, you know, I think I get your point and I vastly agree in, in what you're saying and the rationale and the concerns. Uh, there is a timing problem. We are trying to define now the future 2040 climate targets. We know that the climate law will stay. We know that the Green Deal will not disappear for the next commission. We know that there is a strong commitment to integrate more renewables. So electrification is part of the big, big solution of the system. To me, what is good about the proposal of NZIA is that it's forcing us to recognize that there is a problem with infrastructure. That, that we can talk a lot about the, the, the capabilities that Europe can have in producing more, I don't know, solar panels or having more heat pumps. But at some point, you need to have the grids ready for that, from distribution to transmission. So I'm definitely with you when it comes to timing. We have to do it as soon as possible. But there is also a legitimate question around political capital. So is the system prepared to put something now that will send a strong signal. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that I'm against. I'm saying I wish this could be a very important first step to send a signal around the importance of energy infrastructure in general, but most in particular distribution and uh, transmission lines. I'd like to come back to the discussion on international competition for a second. I think we established already that the Net Zero Industry Act has significant limits compared to the Inflation Reduction Act. Would you mind reflecting a bit more on what we could learn from these limits that we defined and what co-legislators could then or should then implement in revisions of the proposal of the Commission or maybe even go beyond the Net Zero Industry Act? Yeah. Well, you know, I think we have to put things into perspective. The, the American IRA is a historical fiscal bazooka program that we cannot replicate in the EU in the short run, at least. The American administration will spend trillions. It's a T. It's a T operation. It's not a B of billion operation. Mm. In the next 10 years, in entire value chains, to make sure that not only American companies, but also European companies will go to the US and invest for at least 10 years. Of course, it's not a perfect plan. There is a big permitting issue, but they have given certainty to all these companies about what they need to put on the table and what they will uh, benefit of. Now, are they telling industries what to do with the money? They are not. They are mm -hmm. providing incentives. The NCA is providing a new regulatory framework with a lot of sticks and some incentives to consider Europe a place to invest in this technology. So we are coming from a very different angles. And, and I think the, the problem we have in Europe is that we know we won't be able to match that size of support. And this regulation is not looking at the value chains gaps. So 
you will be in a very good position for, I don't know, a particular technology that is that is listed there, but you might have on your upstream or the downstream side an ecosystem that is in big trouble or will be relocating to China or the US. So basically, even if you get support, you know that in Europe, you will need to have or partners outside Europe or you will need to relocate at some point. So uh, I think there is a lot to be done, a lot to be uh, learned from the US. And I think on the grid side, Europe cannot afford to wait what happens with Enzia. That's my message. We cannot afford that. I see that we will struggle and I see that we have to take stock of this experience and say now that we all know how important grids are and how important it is to manufacture technologies in, in Europe, we have to come up with a plan that is only about distributions, transmission grids, and, and it has to be effective. Looking at the list of strategic net zero technologies, I have another question. We find solar, wind, storage, heat pumps, electrolyzers, biogas and biomethane, CCS, as well as grid technologies. But what about the digital component? The digital component, which is absolutely necessary to deliver a reliable and efficient power system. I mean, there is a reason why we talk about a twin transition. Yeah, I think, again, Anzia was developed too fast to become a game changer, but at least we have it. So now we're discussing about it because there's something there. Uh, you know, I think we have seen how the digital agenda in general has lost momentum to me mm. when it comes to digitalization of energy. I think commission and national governments, obviously, they were very busy with multiple crises and unfortunately the war. So we really focus our efforts on how to keep the system up and running, how to protect vulnerable consumers, which is obviously very fair. Now, um, I think the debate has disconnected now from the future energy system. I think uh, Repower EU has been a lot around let's keep the renewals agenda on top. But I don't see any clear ambition on how we will uh, progress on the digitalization of energy markets and infrastructure. So I think we need to move away from digital and energy. It's a nice to have conversation to concretely what we can do about it. And I hope that the European elections and the campaign will highlight the necessity to, to get closer again, digital and energy transitions. Indeed, that is probably something for the next commission to deliver. Um, well, Max, I think we, we had a good first discussion on this topic. I think we can agree that the Net Zero Industry Act is a good first step forward, but there is still a lot of work to be done by co-legislators, not least when it comes to the question on how to make sure that our grids the backbone of the energy transition will be resilient, digitalized, and, well, yes, fit for the purpose. Before we call it an episode, any last words from your side, Massimo? Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you again for your time and for this uh, very interesting conversation. 
No, I just want to repeat that NZI is it's a very fast reaction. The Commission is really trying to come up with a comprehensive reaction and make sure that Europe will continue to be an important and a competitive economy. However, we know that the scale, the size and the tools that the European Union has are somewhat limited compared to federal countries, federal nations like the US or big countries like China. And I believe that there will be more chapters about NZIA. I believe that they will, will nourish the political campaign for the European elections next year. And I truly believe that we are not yet there when it comes to financing structural, physical, infrastructure-related changes in the European Union. The European Union cannot compete. The European Union cannot become a space of investment. The European Union cannot become one of the most innovative economies without the right support for the grids and for electrification. So yes, this is my last message and thank you again for your time. Thank you. And with this, we come to the end of today's episode. As usual, make sure you follow us on whatever platform you are listening from now, if it's Spotify or Apple.